So part two of learning and unlearning um, of episode two on conversations with immaculate. So the last thing that we had talked about was my identity, which was number 12. Number 13 is what I am unlearning. A few, about probably like a month ago, I was having a conversation with my mentor and I was in a very different state and I was in a very different mindset and she was just trying to talk me through it, right? Um, And there's one thing that she said to me that actually stuck and I didn't know how much it was actually going to influence me until I think right now until i every time i go back to that conversation until i realize that i've started this podcast until i realize that i'm reaching out to certain people and the one thing that she said was immaculate with everything that you're going through right now what are the things that you are doing for yourself that are getting you a step closer to the things that you want and that stuck and it's stuck because we have this idea and this mentality as people that we can only do things when we're perfect at them we can only do things when we're great at them we can only do things and go for business ventures when we have the capital we can only contact the people when we have the highest degree in a specific thing and i am learning that that's actually incorrect i am learning that you actually do start somewhere and i think for us we want our somewhere to be not nowhere do you know what i mean like in your head you feel like you're disrespecting the craft you're disrespecting the dream when you start off with absolutely nothing and yesterday i was listening to another podcast called the ground up and he was doing a podcast and the con- and the conversation or the title of the, the, the podcast of the conversation was decisions no dreams don't come true decisions do and it was basically about how anyone who wants to invest in you doesn't just invest in the potential they invest in the potential actually being put out and creating something they don't just invest in ideas because a lot of people think you know it's great to have ideas but ideas are always still ideas if they just stay ideas you know he also said one thing that's that you know stuck with me is that a lot of people actually you know are always so um quick to say i'm creative they love you know you love those terms i'm creative i'm ambitious but are you actually as creative and as ambitious as you think you are if you don't actually go out and create and you don't actually take that ambition and actually start something you know so think that's one thing that i'm definitely learning that sometimes you actually just need to just show up that's the thing you just need to show up for something that you want And another thing that I heard as well sometime this week that what you want actually wants you back. And I realized this when I was thinking about the podcast and obviously I have had this dream for since 2011, 2012. And at the time I didn't know it was a podcast. I only knew that it was a podcast that I wanted like three years back, two years back. And I was listening to... I'm always listening to podcasts, right? So all the people that I'm listening to are always, you know, in studios, setting up things, you know, having really great guests, really big guests, really big podcasters. They have advertisers, you know, that are working with them and, you know, brand collaborations on their podcast. 
And then the one day I stumbled across a podcast by India Ari, one of my favorite artists. And her podcast, she has a podcast, it's called Songversations, but her very first podcast. You can hear that she's in her room and she says, I'm in my room. It's five o'clock in the morning. I've been wanting a podcast. I came across this app. It's called Anchor. I'm recording this. I'm starting the podcast. And that's what it was. And that jumped out to me. And I was like, this is it. Like what I want wants me back. And it's going to find a way to communicate to me because like I said when I wanted to start this podcast in the very first episode there were things that did not come into play you know there were things that disappointed me one of the things where I was supposed to get equipment etc etc and I was supposed to have my um, editing software on my laptop and all those things didn't work out for various reasons so I obviously thought the dream was crushed but I still listen to podcasts because I was like, I still want to have, you know, a bit of the knowledge. And obviously I enjoyed it. So when India was like, I'm just starting because I've been wanting to start and this is it. I was like, bit, got it. Cool, 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 cool. Noted. And it just showed me that what I want wants me back. And God, you know, is going to find a way to communicate that to me and say, If this is what you want, I'm going to find a way to communicate to you that it wants you back and that you can just start. So, yeah, sometimes you just need to show up. You don't always got to be ready, but you've got to start. And that's definitely one thing that I'm in the process of learning. Number 14, the more personal that you get with yourself, the more universal you actually become. And I say that because I've realized in giving people advice, in talking to people, that the things that you thought were unique and specific to you and struggles that were only yours are actually struggles that other people also go through. <laughs> right? So then you realize that you're made of stardust, that you know are made of the grains of the heavens, but you're actually not that special. You know that there are people out there that are very similar to you. And if anything, this life thing is a universal thing. So that's definitely one thing that I've learned. And I've learned that the people that I resonate towards and the people that resonate towards me are people that have the exact same experience and people that just want to get through this life thing. So the more personal you get with yourself, the more you learn about yourself, the more you get to know yourself and understand yourself, the more universal you become and the more you realize that you are actually part of something bigger. Number 15. No is a complete sentence. I cannot say that enough is one thing that I've learned. And I have had to learn that through many (laughs) many situations but i think the two biggest situations are the sexual harassment situations that i had okay so i've had two sexual harassment situations where in both situations i liked their prospective guys i don't want to call them men i don't think they're worthy of being called men so the two respective guys and in my head because i had put myself in those situations i didn't want to make things awkward I didn't want to seem like I'm being odd or I'm being weird I'm being too fussy 
or I'm being too extreme. I don't want to get my other guy friends involved because I don't want to start anything, you know? And in the moment that those people were making me feel uncomfortable and in the moment that those people were to a certain extent violating me and violating my space and violating my body no was a complete sentence for me that I chose not to say because I was trying to make someone else uncomfortable I mean trying to make someone else comfortable um and I've learned that the hard way I really have I think sometimes obviously you still struggle with that in terms of situations with other people and with friends but I think that's definitely one thing that I learned from both those situations. It's, you know, a bit ridiculous that I had to go through it a second time round. And the second time was actually a bit more traumatic than the first one. But what I realized when, you know, two of my friends asked me, why don't you just, you know, s- scream or whatever. Both times I answered, I just didn't want to make the situation awkward. <laughs> and... I was the person that was, you know, unfortunately being violated in the situation. And had I just said no and walked out, it would have probably ended the whole debacle a lot quicker. So no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. And it's okay. It's okay to put yourself first and say, I don't want to be in this situation. No, this is not what I want. No, please leave me alone. No, this is uncomfortable. And it doesn't have to be in a sexual harassment situation for people. I mean, I always used to say, you know, only few people know this. But now, obviously, whoever it is that is listening to the podcast right now, now knows this. Obviously, not the details of it. But there are so many situations that we're in, even with family, even with friends, where no should be a complete sentence. But because we want to be kind, because we want to be... um, I don't know good people we put ourselves in the uncomfortable situation and no is a complete sentence number 16 this is what i'm also currently learning that you are worthy that i am worthy india Ari has a song with her last album from her out from her last album called worthy a song there called worthy and there's a line there where she says Sometimes you feel like a penny on the ground and, you know, everyone is stomping on you and it doesn't matter whether you're a penny on the ground or whether you're a penny in the pocket, you still have value. I think so many times in life we think that we need to be worthy because we are this, this and that. I'm worthy because I'm qualified. I'm worthy because I have, I'm worthy of my life because I've reached all my goals. I'm worthy of my life because I own a car, I have my apartment. I'm worthy because I have a man in my life. I'm worthy because, you know, I've got a fantastic relationship with everyone around me. There is no worthy because. You're just worthy because you're human, because you're here, because you are made from love, you know. And that love may stem from your parents. That love may stem from something bigger than you, from God, from the universe, from your ancestors. You are here because you are worthy and there are people that came before you in order for you to be here and that's just it man like that's definitely one thing that I'm learning because even with something for me as small or as big as a podcast I thought that I had to be in a certain place in my life before I started it and that was only going to deem me worthy and 
I realized I'm worthy because because I want to do it, I'm worthy of doing it and I'm going to do it. Because I want love, a genuine true relationship, I'm worthy of it. Just because I am. There's no end comma order to anything here, you know? There's no there shouldn't be a list. You are worthy because because you are you, because you're human, because you're here. You're worthy. Number 17, parents. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so at 25, you definitely learn a thing or two about your parents. And the one thing that I'm unlearning as an individual with parents in general, right? So when I'm referring to parents, I'm referring to, you know, my mom and my dad, my grandparents, my uncle, those are the people that I see as parental figures. I'm I'm unlearning to remove them from the pedestal, right? So this idea that my dad is just the alpha and the omega because he's my dad. I'm learning to remove him from that pedestal. Not because he doesn't deserve that pedestal. My dad deserves that pedestal and more. But more importantly, I'm learning that my dad is a human that my dad is a person and that my dad has faults and that my uncle has faults and that my mom has faults and that my grandmother, my grandfather, everyone in my family is a person. And therefore this person is going to affect me the way that they do because they're a person. And it doesn't make them any less or any greater than who they are or what they've been in my life just because of whatever situation that may arise I am definitely learning that my my parents are people and I am starting to see their faults and their good traits and characteristics as people I'm starting to realize that their traits come from somewhere you know and those there's the other day I think it was last month I noticed a specific trait that my mom had that came from my grandmother and then I had to think about my grandmother's upbringing and where that trait came from and when I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine about that he was saying he was realizing the same thing about his uncle you know and he was saying and here's the thing when you're always learning and unlearning and seeking for the highest truth you know and that resonates with you you cannot look at those people with anything out other than love you know you need to understand that those mistakes that they have come from somewhere and not everyone is going to think like that you know what I mean so yeah that's one thing that I'm definitely learning as an adult that my parents are people and that their mistakes come from where they come from because they are human and that the characteristics that they have that are great are there because they have chosen to have those characteristics and I think so many times we find it difficult in forgiving our parents for certain things because we feel like but they should have because they're a parent you know the the relationship between a child and a parent should always be unequal you are a child you know to that parent It doesn't matter how old you are, in my opinion. But one thing that I've definitely learned 
is that they're human beings and every single person is faulty somewhere because they're human beings. Another thing that I'm learning about my parents or parents in general or family in general, that they're not the same for everyone. You know, everyone is like, oh my gosh, my mom is the love of my life. The best thing that has ever happened to me. I live and breathe for my mother. That's not the case for everyone. And you cannot as a human being who knows suffering and has gone through things in life, judge another person who doesn't have the same relationship with their respective parent because yours is super fantastic. I think we also need to get out of that. Parents, because they're people, they're not universal for everyone else, you know? So I know that goes back to me saying the more you get to know yourself, the more universal you become, etc., etc. But I think in this case, it's completely different because you need to understand that people have relationships with people and that people can sometimes be toxic and that sometimes people cannot be so great and that you just need to accept another person's reality for what it is and outside of a pedestal that you've created. So yeah, that's definitely what I've learned about parents. And segueing into point number 18 is that, that not everyone does their work at the same time right and not everyone does their work in the same way and not everyone does their work at all you know and I've learned this in how I am as a person and I find that things that sometimes I have gone through another person is only now starting to realize it you know when they're way older than me or they're way younger than me and I have had to realize also when I get angry with people that I'm angry from a place of having a higher knowledge about a certain thing or having done a lot of introspection by myself for myself and that other person hasn't done that so it is unfair for me to judge them thinking that you should know better because of this this and that when I completely wholeheartedly understand that people don't do their work at the same time people don't do their work at the same in the same way and that a lot of people don't even have the capacity to do the work that's another thing people don't it takes a lot out of you to be vulnerable it takes a lot out of you to be present it takes a lot out of you to be aware and not everyone has the capacity to do that but i think also when it comes to myself i've definitely learned that the work never ends <laughs> what i am learning today recording this episode will still be built upon tomorrow and the day after that and two weeks from now and i'll have a completely different view about something that i had already thought was written in stone or was established for me so i think that's definitely another thing that i've learned when it comes to your work thing that i have unlearned when it comes to your work that i don't need the outside voices to make reason or to have reason when it comes to something i have unlearned that i don't always need to seek outside so i've learned that when it comes to myself as a person as an individual that when i'm still when i listen to the voice within answers will come to me and that that's sometimes not sometimes most of the time for me what i need to do and i've realized it 
a friend of mine and I were having a conversation and he was talking about a hard time that he was having and how he you know was watching all these motivational things and I know because I've done the exact same thing and what that does is that it just cranks up the noise around you and you can't resonate with that and you don't completely become okay because you've watched 300 motivational speeches and you've listened you know for myself I've listened to five podcasts one after the other and I'm not completely okay and I don't understand why because sometimes I just need to look within you know yesterday I was chickening out of doing the podcast today and I was listening to three of my favorite podcasts and I I was I've listened to them so many times and I couldn't understand for the life of me why yesterday I couldn't be in that headspace of being able to take in what those podcasts were saying about self-value and about doing your work and I realized because the fear was within me and I had to get over the fear and I had to shut down the, the voices of doubt. It it meant for me that I just needed to come and record this and that I needed to tell myself that you just need to come and record it and you'll be fine. So I've learned that being still is the voice of reason within me. Number 19, relationships. Laugh with me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, ha, I have a lot of little doodles around this specific topic. But I'm going to start off from. Let's start off with what you want is what you want, and that's okay. So, I think sometimes we always judge people, right? Or sometimes we judge people for situations that they're in. So, someone's going through their whole phase. Someone is going through their situation phase. Someone's going through their fling phase, you know? And someone wants a real relationship that has these specific characteristics. And we're like, nah, don't be flinging. Don't be hoeing. You need to get right with Jesus and have a, you know, a good person in your life. What you want is what you want, and that's okay. There have been times where I, you know, have wanted a situation, <laughs> a situation trip. I'm trying to think who's going to listen to this podcast. Have there been times where there was a time last year where I saw him, he saw me, I was like, mm, you cute. He was like, yeah, girl, you cute too. And I was like, let's be about it. But I'm not your girlfriend though. And he was like, okay, cool, I get it. And that was that. I had fun. He had fun. I wasn't his girlfriend. He was my man. And that was that. And there's a time where later on, I wanted a relationship. And this person and I were in a relationship because I wanted a relationship with this person. You know? So what you want is what you want. And it's okay. Don't let people guilt trip you into, you know, the things that you want. If you just want a cuddle buddy... You can have a cuddle buddy. If you want a drinking buddy, have a drinking buddy. You know, I think sometimes we love making people understand the moral degeneration of the world right now and how everything has gone to the dogs and how people just don't have any moral fiber in them. Oh, what you want is what you want and that's okay and if you want a beautiful and this goes for a relationship as well i know exactly what i want in a relationship 
I know the kind of person that I want in a relationship. I know how I want them to be for me. And I know what I am capable of being for them. And obviously leaving room for growth. And that's what I want in a relationship. And that's okay. Someone else might be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be too picky. Or maybe you shouldn't be too this too. Yay! What I want is what I want. And that's okay. Um... Another thing that I've learned <laughs> when it comes to relationships that it men have options as well. This hit me hard. I was like, what? <laughs> Fuck, they've got options. I didn't, I didn't think about that. I didn't, I did not know. I did not, uh, I did not see that coming. But yes, men have options as well. So it is highly possible that a man might not like you. While you likest a man. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Yeah. No. This was definitely a hard one to accept. And when I eventually accepted it. I was like. You know what? Make it. It's fine. It is what it is. He doesn't like you. That's that on that. And. Men have options guys. Men have options. You can be the prettiest. You can be. You know the most well built men also have options and that that like people you know whatever it is that you're attracted to if you're attracted to a man to a man or a woman you know whatever it may be the other person also has an option the same way that you can be like oh uh, girl nah i don't want him oh girl no i don't want her you know whatever the situation to, no thanks the righty hey the person can do that with you as well and i also saw this on tinder because there were people that did not swipe right for me you know people that i thought should have swiped right but you know there were people that did not swipe right for me so the other person also has options um yeah another thing that i have learned when it comes to relationships that i am not good at shooting my shot (laughs) oh my goodness i think i was (laughs) i was um i was very discouraged at a young age and i've never shot my shot since there was a guy we grew up together and you know at the time that I was shooting my shot, we were we were going to this Ugandan. So Ugandans, and I think as well, probably Ghanaians and Nigerians and other, you know, just general, um, other African, non-South African cultural cultures have, you know, their own little get-togethers and do their own little things. So this was a Ugandan get-together that we were having away. It was in PE, I remember. And I think I was about 12 or 13 and i found him very attractive and it's so weird because i thought about this because i saw him yesterday and i was laughing at myself like who girl do you remember and i i don't know how i shot my shot but i remember that i think it was because we had our own like kids cabin and i think he was on the bed and i was on the bed as well and i think <laughs> Oh God, I hope he's not listening to this. I don't think he will. I think I tried to kiss him or I tried to hold on to him. I did some sort of advance, advancement towards his body, wanting to bring our bodies together in a union of love. And 
it did not work out. It did not work out because I remember this boy jumping off that bed and being like, what are you doing? And I think I think he told me something along the lines of he wasn't interested or he didn't like me like that or he saw me as his younger sister because obviously our dads are friends. And yeah, I've never shot my shot since that shot. So, one thing that I've learned in relationships that I could never shoot my own shot. I was way too traumatized, and I'm just not the girl with the balls of shooting her own shot. I just, I'm just not. I think I've tried, I've seen men and be like, oh, yes, you look delicious. I'd like to snack on you, brother. But that's where it ends. It just ends there because I was traumatized as a little girl. <laughs> that thought that she could shoot her shot before shooting the shot was an actual thing but yes another thing that I've learned about relationships oh I have unlearned about relationships that men are not as stupid as they are made out to be can I get an amen can I get an amen amen no men are not as stupid as it's made out to be as the movies make them out to be as society makes them out as our friends make them out to be girl men are not as stupid as they seem they know what they're doing they are very well aware of what they're doing and it doesn't matter how much they pretend what i was leading you on what i'm giving you mixed signals I didn't know calling at 10 at night and saying goodnight and I miss you and I wish I could see you. What? I didn't know acting like your boyfriend but still saying that you're my friend made you... Th- what, what What? are you talking... No. Sir, your behavior is unacceptable. Men are not as stupid as the world wants us to believe. And then the most important thing that I've learned when it comes to relationships is that if you truly genuinely want to be in a relationship you need to enter that relationship vulnerable and it's uncomfortable but when it comes to love for what I've experienced you have to be willing to unlearn and you have to be willing to remove the stereotypes and the pedestals and the assumptions that are associated with a relationship because men from a young age are shamed out of their feelings. So they're taught to be more confident in their bodies and, you know, as men and muscular. Um, And females are taught not to be as masculine and to be more in touch with with their feelings and to be more in touch with... um, you know intuitively who they are and you get into a relationship and you have a man trying to love a woman with his body and you have a woman trying to love a man with her mind and with her feelings and there's a miscommunication and there's a a breakdown because you both don't know how to communicate with each other and the only way that this can be successful is through communication. I think that's why so many people say communication is the key to a relationship. Because once you are both, and I personally think vulnerability is the key to a relationship, because once you are both able to say, this is how I 
have been brought up these are my you know heartbreaks heartbreak triggers you know these are my experiences and this is how I perceive love and so does your partner you guys are much more able to understand each other and much more able to be vulnerable with each other and much more able to be able to love each other and I have learned that in relationships the best thing is to unlearn and to just come as people number 20 I'm almost there when people show you who they are believe them this is both good and bad i know we've heard this countless times from oprah we've heard this countless times from maya angelou and when people show you who they are believe them both good and bad so when a person shows you who they are in terms of them being untrustworthy them being disinterested them not being able to make time for you the first time you know it's it's obvious it's different if it's a mistake i'm not saying hold people's mistakes you know like to who they are and say this defines them but what i've learned is that when people show you those little signs and you keep you know nudging them off and saying oh no it's just it's like it's a thing it just it was a mistake or whatever but it's repetitive please believe them because if this person doesn't care for you you can see it if this person loves you for what you can pour into them as opposed to who you are if this person can love you for your attention if this person can love you for the idea of who you are the first time you take notice of that believe that trait is who they are because people know themselves more than you know them and don't try and save nobody don't try and be anyone's you know superhero when people show you who they are believe them the very same thing applies to when people show you how good they are when people show you that they are loving when people show you that they are trustworthy when people show up for you time and time and time again don't you dare say based on your own experiences hold those experiences to this other person say i know at some point they're going to go away i know at some point they're going to not love me i know at some point they're only going to want certain things from me because this person has shown you that they are trustworthy that they are loving that they can make time for you that they want to be here for you that they don't love you for what you can pour into them but for who you are believe them so when people show you who they are i've learned to believe them i think i'm so i'm still in awe with my best friends and the people that i call my best friends because of the friendships that i've gone through and the heartbreaks from friendships that i've gone through when they keep showing me who they are because every time i need to tell myself believe them this is who she is because this is who she is for you and the person people that hurt you in the past that's them you know so when people show you who they are believe them number 21 i think i'm on 21 now number 21 um i have learned that i come from something bigger i come from something bigger for me i was brought up christian i was brought up catholic so i believe in god i believe in a higher power but i also am in a place where i'm realizing there are certain things about faith and religion that I'm learning and that I'm unlearning and then I'm learning that it's okay to unlearn certain things okay and that it's okay for me to take time with my faith and you don't need to always be in a place where you feel like you're praying in tongues or you know all the omens and you can read up all the energies and feel all the energies all you know at the same time and you just need to get to that place in your life I've learned that it's okay to 
go through life learning your faith. So, yeah. Number 22, that kindness is underrated. People are not kind. I don't know why. I was listening to, I was watching um, the Black Wendy channel and she was doing her 26 things that she's learned or she knows for sure and she was saying kindness is underrated and she gave a perfect example that i want to you know reiterate and she was saying that when you're driving behind someone and someone is a learner they have that owl that they're a learner driver so sometimes if you know depending on who you are if you're driving behind them you're much more patient you're much more understanding when they're making mistakes and you're saying okay you know i understand that this person is a learner driver but when it comes to people people don't come with signs that say recently divorced just lost my mom people don't come with signs that say recovering addict addict people don't come with signs saying depression people don't come with signs saying bulimic anorexic you know people don't come with signs saying fighting cancer people don't come with signs saying having a bad day and because people don't come with those signs everyone is honestly going through so much and all you need to do in life is just to be kind doesn't matter that people may not be this you know may not give you this show you the same kindness but for your sake just be kind i have nothing else to say to that but i've learned that kindness is underrated and that i need to just continue to be kind you can't only be kind when you're doing the community outreach and you can't only be kind when it comes to your family and friends be kind to strangers because they people as well so i've learned that kindness is underrated and i really honestly want to learn to be a much kinder person that i feel that i already am and every day i pray that i'm kinder than i was the previous day number 23 the experimental phase is not for everyone okay so you leave high school you go to uni you go to college you go to work and obviously 18 19 you're going through that stage where you're partying you're drinking you're smoking whatever you know dating men dating ladies whatever it is that you you know choose to date and you're just going through the experimental phase the experimental phase is not for everyone, is what I've learned, and that's okay. I think I've always been a person that's quite headstrong, a person that knows what they want, a person that knows what they like and what they don't like. I've never been a, you know, a, a, I've never been big on alcohol. I've never been like, you will never find me drunk. You can ask anyone that knows me, they've never seen me drunk. Um, and that's because I'm like, if I do consume alcohol, I'll be very moderate about my alcohol. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I've never been a huge party person. Never. I like social spaces. I like lounges. I like brides. But I will never be in a place where it's... Oh, Lord. No. I don't like clubs. I just... I don't get it. Why must your armpit be on my nose and your sweat condition my hair? It's just not working out for me, personally. So the experimental phase is not for everyone. Um, and weed is not, (laughs) weed is not for everyone. There is nothing worse than, um, smoking a bad joint and finding yourself in emergency services at two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) 
two o'clock in the morning because you thought experimenting was cool experimenting is not for everyone okay cool number 24 life is too short and i'm quoting the black wendy here life is too short to pretend that you don't like evo okay evo is bay evo is a gift from the god gods and god and nature itself mother nature evo is a gift of life personally i would not be mad if someone got me evo on my birthday oh my god this is an execution of love this is as close as it gets for as jesus dying on the cross for our sins if you gift me with evo you've done everything that you needed to do in the world you've done your part so life is honestly too short to pretend that you don't like evo and that's what i've learned and that's what i need everyone to learn what i have learned as well that beyonce is a movement never really liked beyonce when i was young i mean i sang along to her songs when i was younger you know um can you keep up baby bye maybe lose my breath love beyonce but i don't think i understood beyonce her brand and what she was trying to do for the world and the black culture and the older i get the more i realize that beyonce is a movement and another thing on this 24th point that tea is better than coffee please go fight with your knee go fight with your elbow on this go fight with your dog don't go fight with the clouds i don't care who you fight with don't come for me tea is better than coffee and that's that on that and the last one number 25 what i'm learning is that you're going to be okay and i think this is definitely something that i'm constantly learning and every time that i'm tested because i've been tested for a couple of years now i mean personally quite honestly i'm looking at bob god like my guy my g here's the thing we need the success story at this point but one thing that i keep telling myself with every test and with every phase of my life as it demands a different version of who i am that i'm going to be okay and the one thing that i was saying to a good friend of mine as well that when we're having dinner is that my thing right now is i tell god i'm like here's my thing if you can constantly keep the belief in me that this place where i'm at right now is not the end then i'm cool i'm gonna keep fighting i'm gonna keep waking up every single morning i'll keep saying i can get through this as long as you just keep putting in and instilling that belief in me that everything will be okay and this is not the end and every time i think about that i think about when i saw last year i saw someone as well um because remember i've told you guys that i've gone to see someone like a psychologist in my life so last year i went back and i remember one thing that this woman said to me she said make it i don't want you to give up and the reason i don't want you to give up is because i need you to see the day when it all comes together and it all becomes worth it because it is going to be a beautiful day and that is the day i need you to be alive for so 
yeah, I am learning that I'll be okay. And I'm learning that it's okay for me in whichever state that I'm in that I believe I shouldn't be okay in to actually fight for being okay. You know, it's okay for me in this state to fight for being happy. And that's how I know that I'm going to be okay. So those are the 25 things that I've learned and unlearned. I think many of them are things that I've learned. But yeah, thank you for taking this journey with me. Thank you for listening to this two part if you have. If you only just stopped at the one part, then I guess you didn't hear this part. But if you listen to two parts of this learning and unlearning, thank you so much. I'll, there's no commenting down below, but if you do use the Anchor app, you there is a platform where you can send a voice message and I'll be more than willing to listen to your voice messages, listening to you know your comments about what I've said, your comments about what you have learned, what you have unlearned, things that you feel maybe I have left out that are definite things about life. Um, if you want to reach through to me through my social media, if you're listening to this via Spotify, I am on Instagram and I am on Twitter. And I really hope that if you are a person that was not self-aware, if you are a person that was not present a lot in your life, if you're not a person that is present a lot in your life, if you're not a person that takes a step back and chooses to be vulnerable, I hope this episode or this two-part episode has made you take a step back and made you think about what it is that you have learned and unlearned in order for you just to be better as a person, in order for you just to get through life in a much more seamless way or just to get through the day to be quite honest thank you so much for listening next week i'll be having a conversation with a friend of mine um i'm excited about that that podcast is going to be about um self-care and motherhood so join me next week if you're still on this journey with me tell your friends if you want to tell your friends tell your family members if you want to tell your family members and just thank you so much for engaging with me on this conversation and on this podcast okay love you lots bye